0: Point to the logo on my chest and tell me. Slam me, ego.
1: Slam me, Ago Slam me, ego. Slam me, hey. Hit it up hard. Hit, up hard. Hit, it hit it with strike. From the national anthem, anthem. to the bottom of the
0: night. I'm
1: in. Slam me, ego. Slam me, ego. Slam me, Slam me,
0: hey. You already know what's up. What's that? Another homeless Job ain't done,
1: till we hold that Sophia, hey. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 330 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here. So, AJ Preller, he went on Buster Olney's podcast, Baseball Tonight. It's a ESPN podcast. And I just learned of this this afternoon. And I guess he talked about Manny and Juan Soto and when those contract negotiations will start or at least when will the Padres go talk to those two players? When will that begin? And so we'll get into that. There's audio of that that I clipped, and so I'll play there. I'll play that for you. Uh, He also talked about Seth Lugo and what he wants Seth Lugo's role to be with the Padres and Tatis and the position change. Uh, So covered a lot of topics there. And then I wanted to also ask the question to you guys, and you can put it in the chat, uh, here live on YouTube what are you most looking forward to for FanFest this weekend on Saturday if you're going um cuz I don't plan on doing an episode on Friday unless some breaking news happens so I just wanted to hit on FanFest uh, in this show today um and just talk about you know everything you need to know and what are you guys most excited for so we'll get into that after I talk about AJ and his comments to Buster Only that he made Um, I don't know if this was today, I think the podcast came out today, but Preller may have talked to only earlier in the week, and they just posted it today, ESPN just posted it today, Uh, but nonetheless, I I assume it was sometime this week, Uh, and we'll start with Seth Lugo, AJ said that the Padres have committed early in the season to give him the chance to start, I mean, we kind of already knew that, give him the chance to start, and if things don't work out then they'll put him in the bullpen that's pretty much what aj said those aren't quotes but that's pretty much what aj told buster is they agreed they're going to give him a chance to start spring training early in the season and then if, it, if it's best for the team then he'll move to the bullpen maybe they go acquire Preller did not say this but i'm just saying maybe The Padres go acquire another starting pitcher, and they have Nick Martinez as a starter, Musgrove, Snell, Darvish. So it just makes sense. Five-man rotation. That guy that they acquire goes and replaces Lugo in the rotation, and then Lugo goes to the bullpen. Maybe that's what happens. Um, So Preller did say that. There's not a whole lot to expand on about that. It was expected, uh, or those comments are expected. That's what we are expecting from Seth Lugo this year. I've said it numerous times. I think that Seth is going to have an impact on this team, whether that's in the rotation or the bullpen, I don't know. It's probably going to be both. If I had to bet. If I had to bet, where is Lugo going to end the season? Uh, I think it's going to be in the bullpen over the rotation. I just don't think he's going to do it the whole year. But they're going to give him a chance to do it. Obviously, I hope that he works out in the rotation. Like that, that would be great. Right. They they need that starting pitching depth, but Uh, I don't see it working out consistently like throughout the entire season. So we'll see what happens there. Lugo's going to be pitching for Puerto Rico, I believe, in the World Baseball Classic. So we're probably going to see limited time of him in spring training in a Padres uniform uh, starting games, but we'll see. Uh, Buster only, by the way, looks like he just retweeted my tweet with the clip of his podcast. So that's pretty cool. Buster has a huge following, so that's cool. Um, All right, let's get to Manny. So I have the audio. I I did clip that. I think John and Jim used that earlier today on their show. Um, So obviously Buster asked Preller about the Manny contract. When are those negotiations going to start? Same thing with Soto, and we'll get to Soto here uh, in a second. So let's start with the Manny. So, A.J. Preller told Buster only the Padres will have conversations with Manny Machado in the next couple weeks or months on a new contract. So, here is that audio. Again, this is from the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster only. It's loading.
0: It's media focus with your team this year is going to be on contract situations uh manny machado has an opt-out as you know at the end of this season um first off have you kicked off those conversations at all open those conversations at all and and uh you know how do you plan on handling that during the course of the year yeah i mean i think with Manny again like um we've had you know again like, i think the conversation has been mainly that you know we'll, we'll we'll look at this here in the next uh in the next couple couple weeks and you know, uh, and months going into the season. And Manny knows what we think about him. He's been a huge part of, obviously, what we've done here. Um, You know, his signing, you know, four years ago, uh, kind of spearheading the team, getting back into the playoffs a couple times here in the last few years. He's, you know, coming off another MVP-type season. We want him here with the Padres. We want him here a long time. But he's under contract. So it's more of Manny's decision, honestly, You know, kind of how this plays out with the opt-out at the end of the season. So I think what we've tried to do is just make it known that, you know, we, we value and appreciate him. We're going to listen to what he wants to say, and then we'll kind
1: of figure out what's best for everybody here going forward with the idea that we want Manny here. All right, so there you go. So what? there was a lot said there. I mean, the Padres, they want Manny here, right? We know that. That's great. Yay, they're interested in Manny Machado, who should have won MVP in the National League this past season. Like, that's not breaking news, right? I did think that it was interesting that A.J. mentioned how – Pretty much the ball is in Manny's court. Like the Padres, I think that's encouraging because that's what, this is what AJ's comments tell tells me is the Padres will give Manny the money. It's just in his court. Like Manny has the opt out. He also, I think AJ means it in two ways. I think he means Manny has the opt out. So literally it's his decision if he's going to opt out or opt in. But I think he knows the Padres know that Manny's going to opt out. I think he also means it, by saying it's, you know, pretty much in Manny's court here, the ball is in his court. The second way is, well, we'll give him the money. We want Manny here. He knows how we feel about him. Does he want to remain a padre for life and go into the Hall of Fame with that Padre cap, right? Like that it's up to him. So that's encouraging. Um AJ could have meant it just as literally. He has the opt out, so it's his decision, right? But he said in the next couple of weeks here they're going to have conversations with Manny. At least they're going to start that. Um, so they're thinking about creating a new contract. They're not. It's not. I don't think it's going to be just conversations with Manny about are you going to opt out or opt in. It's going to be about we know you're going to opt out at the end of the season if we don't have a new contract. So let's get this rolling here. Let's have a conversation here. We want you long term. It's up to you. We'll give you the money. We'll make it work. Do you want to be here? How long do you want to be here? Let's work this out. So I found those comments from AJ interesting there. Um, I found them positive, moving in the right direction, timetable within the next couple weeks, next couple months leading into opening day, into the season when the Padres will talk with Manny about a potential new contract. And as I've said this all along, I think a contract, gets done. I think Manny does be here with the Padres long-term. I don't know when that's going to happen. I, I feel pretty good about it happening um, before opening day. Like, if the Padres are serious, like, if Preller's telling the truth here, like, they're going to have conversations with Manny in the next couple weeks. I mean, they're all going to be there on Saturday at Petco for FanFest. Wouldn't that be a great time to have conversations? You know? When uh, Manny's not signing autographs and talking to the media and stuff, go into AJ or Seidler's office and go talk. Like that would be a great time, right? Uh, Manny stays late after Fan Fest and they talk. talk start talking. That would be great. I I, I I joked the other day. I think a great time would be uh, for them to announce it. You know, at Fan Fest, like we're not hearing anything. Preller's like, yeah, next couple weeks we'll have a conversation, and then all of a sudden Manny jumps out. Contract signed, Padre for life. Boom! That would be great, right? I don't see that happening. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. But that would be an amazing thing to happen, right? Petco would go nuts, right? Um, You know, all his teammates would be there. Like that would be sick. But that's not going to happen. I I do think a deal gets done. I I don't want to say like, oh yeah, a deal's going to get done before opening day. Like just sitting here as a fan, I hope it does. Uh, I do think I don't I don't think that the Padres allow this to um, get to that opt out decision. I think it either happens before the season or maybe the all star break, kind of how the Musgrove, he was actually busy during the all star break, but maybe it happens sometime during the season. I don't think Manny wants the contract talks to happen during the season. At least if I was a player, I probably wouldn't want that. Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, if I was a player, yeah, I'd want to focus on playing. Um, And if we're talking about the Padres and their motivation, like, do you want Manny having another MVP caliber season and then wanting him to bump up that price tag even more from what it already is? Like, what is that price tag for Manny? Is it 300 million? Is it 330 million? Like, what is it? I, I think 300 million is fair for Manny. You know, give him. Or I said earlier this off-season to give him a little more than Devers. So whatever Devers was, give him just a little bit more than that, and say that like, we know you're a better player than Devers all around. We want you here for the rest of your career. Here you go. What is what was Devers 331 something like that? Uh, I think it was 331. So give him like 332 over 12, 13 years. He's already said in the past that he wants to play till he's 42 or 43, like Nelson Cruz, right? So Maybe he's open to not just like a 10-year deal. I think that's being thrown around a lot because he's age 30, get it through age 40. Um, But if he wants to play till he's age 42, 43, I think the Padres should be willing to do that. I don't think you should keep one or two years off the contract and make that be the reason why you don't extend him, right? So ultimately, I think an extension does get done with Manny. Um, Padres... Like, like like you heard in that audio, they, they're they making it known, they've made it known to Manny that they want him there, how valued he is in that Padres organization, being one of the pillars, right? The, the main building blocks when he signed in 2019. Uh, the team looks a lot different now, but they're still, they were building around Manny then, and they're continuing to build around Manny now, right? With all the talent that they have. Manny's the best player on the team, I think, right now. Um, yeah, Tatis. He's younger, and Soto has a lot of talent. Tatis has a lot of talent, and Bogarts is a really good player. But coming off of last year, I think you got to say Manny's the best player on the team, and they're building around him. So I think those those were positive comments from Juan Soto. Um, now getting to er, those were positive comments about Manny. Sorry, I said Soto because I'm moving into Soto. So getting to Juan Soto, AJ told Buster only. Um, on his podcast today, the Padres will see in the next couple weeks what Juan Soto's appetite is to stay long term in San Diego. Preller does not think that a contract extension is something that will be discussed during the season, uh, which I understand. Here's here's the audio from Preller, and I'll discuss more on the other side. You know,
0: pretty clear with Scott. Like and when you acquired Juan Soto, you knew the the numbers that had been out there and his contract talks with the Nationals. Uh, you know, he's represented by Scott Boris, who typically takes his players into free agency. Where do you stand on those conversations with Juan? Yeah, I think with Juan, what, we, what we've talked about, again, when we made the deal. We made the deal knowing we had you know, three years with Juan, two and a half years, three pennant races. That's a lot of baseball. It's a lot of time. Um, you know, but but again, like obviously, you know, made a big trade. And I think we're going to explore everything we can to see, you know, what his appetite is to stay here in San Diego you know, pretty clear with Scott, like that, Hey, we want to make sure we we round out the top, you know, we, we look at addressing our current club and our current team. And, you know, when we get into this time of year after the new year, we're going to start having these conversations and, and into spring training. Um, you know, it's not going to be something that we talk about really into the season. I don't feel like, but it will be something here in the next couple of weeks That again, similar to Mandy, we'll kind of see where it's at. It's a little different situation because obviously Juan, you know, is, 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 is with us under club control for the next couple of years, but we'll examine it and see what's out there and, you know, again, make, making that deal, you make deals for guys like that. You know, with the concept of let's see if we can, uh, if we can make him a Padre for a long time. And you know, we'll we'll have some more conversations here going forward in the next in the next few weeks.
1: All right, so there you go. Next few weeks, next couple weeks with Manny and Soto. So AJ, there he he, he talked about how these two situations they are similar, like the timetable when they're going to talk with Manny, when they're going to talk with Soto about the appetite to stay in San Diego long term. So those timetables are similar, but the situations are not similar. Right? As AJ said, like Manny is the priority here for the Padres. He, he should be. And I think the Padres think internally in that front office, the Manny extension, or Manny staying here long term, there's a higher chance of that happening than Juan Soto staying here long term. I think part of it's money. Uh, Manny is The one that is first up so we're gonna know if manny's here long term before knowing if soto is here long term right i would think i don't think they're, they're gonna lock down juan soto after he's coming off a bad year for him right i don't think they're gonna lock him down before manny right i don't think that's gonna happen so i think they're gonna be talking around the same time about extensions and uh what how much juan is looking for how much is manny looking for but The Padres' priority, number one priority among, you know, those two, uh, or as far as extensions go, is Manny. He's the priority. Um, There's a higher percent chance of that happening. And with Juan, I think what we got from that, from Preller, was we're going to see, you know, we're going to see if he, you know, his appetite. So, kind of like he said, I think he said this at the end of season press conference when. Omel was there next to him at Petco in front of the media. He was talking about how they're going to check in this off season and see what Soto's thinking, what Boris is thinking. Um, I think with Manny, it's more, more than a check-in. It's not them checking in on, okay, Manny, do you want to be here? Uh, what is it going to take? Like, You have to ask those questions to, you know, get a deal done, obviously, but it's going to be, okay, we're not here to just check in with you. How are things going? No, you're a free agent at the end of the year. That's how we're treating this. So we want you here long-term. We're going to work out a new contract. Let's go sit down here in a room, meet for a few hours, and let's get some significant discussions going. Let's make some significant progress on these extension discussions with Juan. I don't think there's going to be significant extension uh, progress being made. I don't. I don't think it's as simple with Juan for the Padres to just go sit down with him and Boris and sit there and say, "All right, you know, by the end of these three hours, we're going to make serious progress here." They're going to talk, but it feels to me like Juan, unless the Padres offer him, go and offer him. I don't even know if five hundred million is enough right now. Maybe Juan will would. Let's say the Padres offer Soto five hundred million dollars. Maybe he says, "All right, if you keep that on the table, I will seriously consider that next off season or something." Maybe he does that uh, after coming off seeing what he does in two thousand twenty-three, right? Uh, and seeing what Otani gets, and then after Otani signs with someone in free agency, if the Padres still have that offer on the table, then Soto might make a decision if if Otani got less than 500 then Soto might be good with 500 or if the Padres went and won a World Series in 2023 maybe he you know obviously likes the direction the Padres are in and likes what has been happening with the Padres NLCS World Series okay I want to be here long term and if Manny was is locked up at the end of 2023 at the end of the season he's like all right well I know Bogarts is here long-term. I know Tatis is here long-term. I know Manny's here long-term. I know Musgrove is here for the rest of his prime and Suarez, right? I know these guys are going to be here long-term. So that makes me more comfortable signing a long-term deal here. Maybe. Maybe that's so... um, I I see more progress happening, you know, the next couple weeks or the next couple months, let's say, with Manny. Maybe even an extension gets done. I see that happening. More progress on that end than with Soto. It feels like Boris really wants Soto to go to free agency because of how much interest there would be in Juan Soto, obviously, right? I mean, just look how many teams would be interested, right? With Otani, we're already hearing about the Mariners, the Giants, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Yankees, probably, right? I already said the Mets, I believe. Like, there's five big teams right there for Otani. Um... And there's probably more interested teams, but maybe they just can't afford Otani, right? Or they don't want to take that risk. Oh, how long is Otani going to be pitching? I don't know. Maybe he pitches and hits for only five more years and we pay 10 years for this guy and we're paying him 50 million a year to only be a DH or only pitch and not hit. I would think it would be hitting the whole time and not pitching for some years if that's what he decides to do. So there's question marks with Otani, where with Soto, there might be more interest in him because you know what you're gonna get. This guy's one of the greatest hitters we've ever seen. He's gonna he can play every day in the field, and he's probably only gonna get better in the field. He's not, I mean, that's not a high bar. He's not that great defensively in the field. I, I think he has he was pleasantly surprising on defense in some areas with his range. Uh last year when he was with the Padres. Uh, but he's he's not the strongest defender, obviously. Um, so we'll see. I mean, what teams would jump in on Soto if he did hit for agency, which I think, obviously, like I said, is what Boris wants. The Mets would be in on him. I think it depends on who gets Otani. If, if the Dodgers get Otani, then they're probably not getting Soto. The Giants would definitely be interested, right? They were going to give Correa 350 mil. You don't think that they're willing to give Soto much more than that? Yeah, they are. Soto's been, I don't think he has a messed up ankle, right, that the doctor that the Giants checked with was so concerned about, right? And that same doctor was still concerned about it when the Mets checked with him, right? If the Mets don't get Otani, then they're going to go, they're really going to go for Soto. Obviously, if Soto is a free agent. um, Would, I don't know how much more how much more money the Phillies have. But I guess you got to throw them in there a little bit. Um, if the Dodgers don't get Otani, they're gonna be interested, obviously. Um, the Yankees, they they brought back Judge. They'd probably throw their hat in the ring, but I, I wouldn't see him going to the Yankees. What about the Red Sox? Uh they they just gave 90 mil to Yoshida. That seems like an overpay, but they didn't give a long extension to Betts. They wanted to get under the luxury tax, which it's Boston, you know. I get you have to reset at some point, but I didn't really agree with that decision. They didn't extend Bogarts. I know they extended Devers, uh, but maybe they go after Soto there. What other teams? Um, The Cubs have money to spend. I would think Soto wants to go to, maybe the Cubs at the end of 2024, maybe they're a World Series contender by then. You know, they they brought in Dansby this offseason. But I'm just throwing out names there that uh, might be, you know, in the money race for Soto if he does get what Boris wants, which is for him to go to free agency. It's clear, Boris he wants all of his clients to go to free agency because he thinks that they're going to get more money in free agency than in an extension with that team because there are more teams bidding and that will just elevate the price, right? So I know I've I've been I'm I'm all over the place here, but. Pretty much Manny Soto. Manny, I'm more confident in something happening this year than Soto. Soto, I don't even know if an extension gets done with Soto. It feels like they want to go to free agency. Um, and usually the player will... Maybe maybe Soto doesn't want to go to free agency as much as Boris does. We don't know. Um, but usually the player, he... I mean, he has the agent for a reason, right? So usually... I would think that that player will listen to the agent, will listen to Boris, and say, even if Soto wants to be in San Diego, maybe he's like, "All right, I'll listen. I'll go to free agency. Maybe we can get the, I can get a little more money out of the Padres because there's more bidders." Um, we'll see. I, I don't. I'm leaning towards Soto going to free agency at this point. Manny, I think, will not be a free agent. I think the Padres they they just lock it down. They don't even. That's not even going to happen. I don't even think they let it get to that opt-out decision. So, All right, I'll get to the chat here in a bit. There are also some... Um, uh, I don't even think there's other notes. Uh, there is one other note about Tatis, um, which I'll get to, but first... This episode is sponsored by Gaglion Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionbros.com. Or their menu and contact information, you can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, I'm seeing here in the chat says Chris, Chris Archer to San Diego on a minor league contract. Is that true, or is that just you wanting that to happen? Uh, I don't. I don't see anything about that. I don't see any Chris Archer deal So maybe you just you just want that to happen. He eats innings. Maybe. I mean, I'd be open to that. It's a minor league deal. That's whatever, right? There there's low risk, right? I don't know how much of a high reward that is. It, it feels like he's his best years are definitely behind him, but um yeah, I'd be open to it. All right, getting to the Tatis thing. So Buster, he obviously asked AJ about Tatis in the position and Preller pretty much said the same thing that he said at the Bogarts presser at least that's what I remember him saying was just when Bogarts came in he's going to play shortstop like we let Tatis know that and Tatis is intrigued by playing the outfield he's going to play the outfield I think that's pretty clear not a surprise he's going to play the outfield I think it's going to be right field. Preller did not commit to a position for Tatis. He didn't say left. He didn't say center. Didn't say right. I would think it it fits best for him to play right. And then Grisham play center. We know he's very familiar with that. Two goal gloves there. Above average in center field. And have Soto go play left field. He's the worst defending outfielder in the outfield for the Padres, probably among those three guys, even though Tatis is just getting back to playing consistently in the outfield because he didn't play last year. And 2021, he played there, but it wasn't the whole season. So this is the first season that he's going to be playing there full-time. Soto, I I still think, is the worst of those three, Grisham, Tatis, and him. Um, So giving him less room out there, which is left field, I think that will help. Tatis, you can still utilize his range in right field. I think that will be good. Um, So I think right field is where Tatis will play. But Preller pretty much saying the same thing. Bogarts is going to be the shortstop. Tatis pretty much saying he's going to play the outfield. But he said that they have not committed to a position with Tatis yet. And that's understandable. Um, I think Tatis is probably shagging balls in center and in right field right now at Petco. If I had to guess, um, just probably he's probably shagging a lot of balls in center just because he likes to run and just to use stay in shape. Right. Uh, but I think he ends up in right field. So, yeah, that, that was pretty much the Tatis position thing. He said in the next couple of weeks, he's probably going to have that's when Bob Melvin, the coaching staff, is going to nail down when or where Tatis is going to play and really discuss that plan with Toddy. So that's pretty much what Preller said to Buster Only on Baseball Tonight, on the Baseball Tonight podcast. So there you have it. Um, we'll get to FanFest, but I just want to get through some comments here about what I've said about Manny, about Soto, maybe Seth Lugo, Tatis, the position. Um, let's get to it. Uh, Roland D. Pomey says, dude, you really triggered Dodger fans. Yeah, well, that's easy to do. Yeah, that's that's easy to do. Um, I think you're referring to on Twitter or on YouTube here when I posted about their fan fest and them charging fans for a selfie with Bruce Dark Gratterall and Alex Vessier. I mean, I still stand by that. I, I think it's stupid that they're making fans pay money. I, I understand Dodger fans, oh my gosh, they, they think they're dunking on me when they say, oh, well, they're giving it all to charity. They think they're like saying they're dunking on me and, and being like, you're against charity? No, I'm not against charity. I love that they're doing that. The Padres are doing that with the garage sale that they're going to do on Saturday. I think that's the no-brainer thing. If you're going to charge money for fans on Fan Fest Day, you you give it to your charity. Like that makes sense. But I think that they should make like any merchandise sales that are that day, give that to charity, but to charge people for autographs and pictures to make a parent pay 25 bucks or 250 bucks to go meet a player. How about you have those parents use that to buy tickets to the game during tickets to a game during the season when there's an actual game going on, you know, like some, some parents, they probably can only afford some families probably can only afford a couple games, a few games, one game a year if they have a big family, right? So, or if they just don't have the time to invest that much that much time in going to the ballpark all, all the time because they're working multiple jobs or something, right? So to charge money at Fan Fest, I just don't get that. I, I think you're taking advantage of the fans because the parents will be looking at it as, this is the only way I'm going to get my kid to be able to meet his hero, so I have to pay for this. And I think that sucks. The Padres, they're doing it the right way. Right. You can make money off of the event and go give it to charity, but do that for like sweatshirts that fans buy or jerseys or old helmets or old hats or game game use jerseys and stuff, you know, game use memorabilia. Do that for that. Don't do it for a selfie with Gavin Lux. You know, like I made the comparison the other day. What if. At Fan Fest, you know Tim Hill signing autographs or something, because that's what the Dodgers are doing. Bruce Dar Gratterall and Alex Vessier, you're charging money for that. Let's say they charge 25 bucks for Tim Hill, a Tim Hill autograph or a Tim Hill picture. Do you think a lot of fans are gonna want to do that now? Probably not, but they they like to meet Tim Hill still. You know they like Tim Hill, but they they don't want to pay money for it, right? When you can just go in the season when they sign autographs before games for free, right? So, yeah, the Padres, they're doing it the right way. The Dodgers, I still stand by my thought on that. I don't think that they are. Uh, Trashcan101 says Machado is staying in San Diego. You really think he's leaving? You are dumb if you think that, people. I'd care more about Soto. I'd give Machado three more years till he is 40, so three years, 90 mil like adding it on, three more years, okay, yeah, I think he's saying because the current contract, I think, runs him until he's age 36, age 37, something like that. So adding three years on to the five for 150, add three for 90 on top of that. I, I think, I mean, maybe they do that, but I think he's looking for 10 years. Uh, Just rip up the old deal those next five years and just give him 10 years. Um, so I think Trash Can 101 is saying eight years, so the five years, 150, and then three years on top of that. I think it's going to be like 10 years, at least 300. I I feel like that's what Manny wants. He wants respect, best third baseman in baseball, should have won the MVP this past season. He's the best player on the Padres as of now, I think. He just wants probably the respect. He wants to be in San Diego, but he wants to play till he's 40 at least. So I think just giving him, you know, the baseline 10 for 300, I I think that that's fair to start with. And then you can move towards more of a middle ground if Manny's asking for like 350 or something like that. Um, But yeah, I agree with you, uh, Machado. I I think he is staying in San Diego. Fly God 97 says Padres should get the deal done before Manny's value goes even higher. Yeah, I mean, I I mentioned that earlier. I I think if Manny goes out and has another great season like he had in 2022, he will probably have the right to ask for more than what he asked for now. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but, I mean, Manny's going to get paid a lot of money regardless of the year that he has in 2023. And that's part of the reason why I think that Manny is willing to sign an extension now. Like, I think, don't, you know, the Jim Harbaugh quote thing, right, uh, that he said the other the other week, a couple weeks ago maybe, when he went back to Michigan, don't out-happy-happy, happy. don't try to out-happy-happy, happy, right? Like, Manny's happy here, he's on a World Series contender, Peter Seidler has shown, A.J. Preller has shown, that they're going to continue trying to improve this team, improve this team's odds of winning a World Series, right, making it there, which is something that they haven't done since before I was born. Uh, They got close last year but just didn't have enough pitching, I think, Um, and the results show it. So I I think this 2023 season, I think he'll ask for more if he has another – great year and there's no extension done like he has the right to do that and he would earn that right but I don't know how much of an effect this season does have on it like my point is I think he's going to get paid a lot of money regardless of the year that he has because everyone knows how great of a player Manny is it's just like 2022 season for Soto yeah it was a down year but everyone knows how great of a player Juan is and I think everyone knows that, that that that's an off year You know, that's the first time he was traded. He was traded in the middle of the season, adjusting to a new ballpark, right? It's probably more hitters-friendly at Nats Park than at Petco, right? So, people, I think if Manny doesn't have as great of a year as he did in 2022, I don't think the Padres, or the free agent market, let's say he hits free agency, I don't think that's going to be held against him too much, to be honest. Because it's a one-year thing. Like, Manny's a great, great player. Sergio says, sign Soto, please, with the prayer emoji. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to sign Soto long-term. I hope they do. All right? They gave up a ton for Soto, and I know that they did that with the realization that, yeah, he could be a free agent and we could not sign him long-term, but it would suck to, get, to have given up Gore, Abrams, Susanna, Hassel, James Wood, give up all that to not have Soto long-term here. That would suck. Because multiple of those guys that I just named are going to be impact players for the Washington Nationals. It's going to happen. You know, those the, all those guys aren't going to be busts. Go- I, I, I'd be surprised if less than three of those guys end up being real impact guys for the Nationals or another team if the Nationals flip them. So, yeah, I, I think locking up Soto is. It's going to be a big subject around town, obviously, right? Manny first, but Soto after that. Because Manny's the priority, I think. John, fair fair comment here, says, all this talk is contingent on how much Seidler is willing to spend. I agree, but every action that Seidler has done, it has showed that he's willing to spend money. He's willing to spend a ton of money on Soto. Willing to spend a ton of money on Manny, like that's what he said in public, and I guess it's your right to not believe him um, or believe him. I-, I choose to believe him because he went out and spent 280 million on Bogarts this offseason. and was willing to spend over 400 million on judge and was willing to spend 340 plus million on Trey Turner. Those guys went elsewhere, but he's willing to spend a bunch of money uh, on guys. Knowing that Manny and Soto, those contracts are expiring, you know, in the future, in these next couple of years. So he's willing to spend a bunch of money, boatload of money. So I think Seidler's willing to spend whatever it takes to keep Manny and Soto. Does Soto want to be here long term? I mean, that's the big question. I think Manny does, and that's why I'm confident that an extension will get done. But with Soto, does he want to be here long term? Hopefully the media. Asks him that at FanFest. Do you want to be here long-term with the Padres? Uh, He'll probably say yes, you know, just so it doesn't create controversy. What is he going to say? No, I don't want to be here. Uh, He'll say yes. I love the direction of the franchise. They're trying to win. We'll probably have discussions this offseason. That's probably what he would say. But I hope the question's at least asked from someone, uh, by someone in the media uh, this Saturday. I believe Tatis is talking to the media. I think Marty Caswell said this yesterday on San Diego Sports 760. I think she said like 9 a.m., 9.15, something like that. So we'll get some quotes about Tatis then. And then Manny and Soto, I assume, are later in the day. I think Grisham's going to be there, uh, which I don't think his name was on Padres.com for FanFest, but I guess he's going to be there. I saw that mentioned, so... There's going to be a lot of guys there. Hassan Kim will be there, I believe. Uh, SDSU man one says they shouldn't get mad at you. Dodgers fans should be ticked off at the organization. Oh, let me rephrase how I say that. They shouldn't get mad at you. Dodgers fans should be ticked off at the organization for taking advantage of them. Yeah, I mean,. I don't think I don't think Dodger fans, I haven't seen Dodger fans mad about this on social media. I'm sure some of them are because it's social media, like everyone complains about something. Uh they find the negative thing about everything. Uh but yeah, I think Dodger fan I agree Dodger fans are being taken advantage of because the Dodgers know that those fans will pay hundreds of dollars to meet a player. Right? Fans will pay $25 for a selfie with a player. Like, that's because that's their only option. They view it as their only option. All right. You can't get it for free at that time at FanFest. So we got to pay for it. They're paying, they're making Dodger fans pay $60 to hold a bat, like a game or a player bat. Like, seriously? These guys get dozens of bats probably in a year. And you're, it's like, it's one bat. right. So stupid. Um, I understand it's going to charity, but you can have your your uh, jersey sales that day, your memorabilia sales that day go to charity, not a selfie with a player. I know I keep hitting on that, but I just they're not doing it the right way. It's about the fans, not it's not take advantage of the fans day. It's fan fest. It's supposed to be about the fans. Now, this is the day for them to come in free, experience the ballpark, right? Want them to come here and buy tickets during the season, you know? Get more attached to the team. Trashcan101 says I pay my life savings to meet Tim Hill, SD legend. Yeah, you can meet him for free probably on Saturday. Uh, Fly God says, how many wins do you think the Potters will get this season? Uh, in the athletic fan survey that I answered the other day, I believe I said 95 to 100, I think. I picked that option. So I'll go with that, like 97 wins. Um, I'd like it to be over 100, but there's questions about the rotation. We don't know if Tatis is going to be healthy the whole year, right? There's questions about the back end of the rotation. There's questions. I mean. Every year there's there's questions with every team in baseball about what the health of the rotation is going to look like. Right. It was great that Musgrove and Darvish stayed healthy last year and Snell was healthy the second half of the year and in the postseason. But that's not a guarantee this season. We know that Musgrove and Darvish and I, I think Snell take really good care of their bodies. I know Musgrove does for sure. And we know Manny takes really good care of his body. But what if he has an injury this year? What if Musgrove has an injury that he can't just rehab for nine games and come back from? What if it's more of a serious injury? Well, then that win total is probably going to go down, right? Then what the Padres projected win total will be. Uh, Those, the Fangraph Zips projections, they'll probably come out sometime in spring training. I think that's when they come out or at least sometime before spring training, like in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for those. Uh, I say ninety-seven right now, but that's just me throwing a number out there. Anyone that projects a win total right now, the roster's not gonna be the same before the tr- go or when the trade deadline ends, right? It's just not. With AJ Preller, it's not gonna be the same roster. Right? There's gonna be people called up. There's gonna be injuries that we're not taking into consideration right now. I'm just throwing a random number out there. Um, all right. My question to you here in the chat live here on youtube and if you're listening to the podcast you can at me on twitter or instagram at talking Friars with your answer to this if you're on replay in youtube just in the comments you can give me your answer what are you most excited about for fan fest on saturday if you're going um there's 150,000 tickets claimed by fans they capped it at that they're still selling season tickets uh there were a couple people that I saw today that actually got season tickets, the 20-game package. So those are still being uh, sold through FanFest on Saturday, and then they're stopping it. Then there's going to be a wait list, and I assume the Padres will release information about that at some point. Um, but yeah, get me your answers in about what you're most excited for for FanFest, uh, and I'll get to the rest of the comments here. Mike says, I think Grisham hits at least 250 this year with the shift gone. That would be nice. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely take 250 from Grisham. I would take 250 with 20 bombs. Yeah. Play great defense as like the nine hitter or the eight hitter, wherever they want to put him in the lineup. Yeah, I'll take that all day, Mike. Chris, I think he's joking here. I hope he is because if he isn't, then that means someone got hurt. Chris says this will be Brandon Dixon's season. Mark my words. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how much time he's going to be on the big league roster. Um, uh, when Tatis comes back, is it a going down or is it Brandon Dixon going down or do they choose to go with Eggy Rosario over Brandon Dixon? Um, uh, we'll see. He'll be on the roster at some point if he's not traded. I don't even think there's a whole lot of interest in Brandon Dixon. Uh, Hopefully it's Brandon Dixon's season, like maybe he turns into the Jorge Alfaro, like with walk-offs, if they have him pitch hitting for some reason, but I don't want it to be Brandon Dixon's season because an injury happens, if that makes sense, right? Chris is kidding, I'm sure, but good comment. Devin here says, should we be concerned about the health of Soto? Um, I, I'm not concerned about that right now. Obviously, something could happen during a game where he turns an ankle or he experiences discomfort in the batter's box or after throwing a ball into the infield. Uh, but right now, no. He, he just posted a workout video, looks good. He's obviously working his butt off, it looks like. Um, has he had a lot of injuries in his career? At least that has ha- that, At least that have affected him on the field. I don't think so. I know he slumped last year, so maybe Devin's thinking, was he hurt a little bit last year and just didn't tell us? Um, but if you look at the games played, so 2022, 153 games, 2021, 151 games. 2020 was a short season. 2019, 150 games. 2018 was his rookie year, so I'm, he placed second in the rookie of the year, 116, so... If you look at the last three full seasons, he's played at least 150 games, so I would not be concerned about Juan Soto's health. He's one of those guys that we should not take for granted in terms of them playing every day, you know, posting every day. Manny's one of those guys. Crony is one of those guys. Soto is one of those guys. ha Kim plays a lot as well, almost every day, it feels like, right? So those are guys that have stayed healthy, and they post, so... Don't take those guys for granted, definitely. Uh, Bogarts, he's another guy that usually stays healthy. So I think we'll appreciate him posting every day this season. So, yeah, that's my answer to that, Devin. MCC 951 with a question here, will you be going to spring training? I have not made plans on that yet. I don't know. Uh, The World Baseball Classic Team USA plays in Arizona, so maybe that's a good time to go, but I haven't made plans. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I do have school starting back up, so we'll see. Trash can one oh one says Snell is going to have a Cy Young like season like Robbie Ray, but because he wants to be paid that that's a factor as well. Um, I know Snell has had slow starts in the first half and he's ramped up in the second half of the season and he was pretty good. I thought in the post season, wasn't, he didn't go long in that Mets outing in the wild card series, but the Dodgers series, I thought he pitched better. I forget what he did in the Phillies series, but pitched better. I'll say that. Um, oh, yeah. Game two against the Phillies got in a hole, but then kept it there. So that was good to see uh, him keeping the score there and not making it worse. That's what I meant. And a lot of those were like dink and dunks, right? And Soto lost the ball in the sun. It wasn't because of Snell like totally sucking, like Clevenger right or Sean Manaya in the second inning that Bommel put him out there in game 4 of the NLCS right um but yeah i could see Snell being motivated because he wants to get paid it is a walk year i don't know what the odds are of the Padres bringing him back from me my, my standpoint i'm like i want Blake Snell to have his best season ever it is hard cuz i know he won the cy young that year with Tampa but have his like best season ever, definitely best season in a Padres uniform, and then go get paid in free agency, whatever. But I, I care about this year, right? We can't control if he comes back as a Padre in 2024 and beyond. So just go have his best year possible, stay healthy. If he has his best year possible, that means that he's a really, really great starting pitcher for the Padres. And that will help the Padres win games, right? Imagine if he could be... That Blake Snell guy that we saw against the Cardinals that one night when Pujols was at Petco attempting to get to 700 and he didn't get there. He never hit a home run at Petco last year, which was great. Uh, He did it at Dodger Stadium against the Dodgers, which cool. I think he hit two home runs in that one game. First two at bats. So and he struck out 13 that game. Snell did had a no hitter going into the seventh. I'm not expecting that every time out, but To have like that level of dominance, a couple hits here and there, but to be dominant like that, that would be huge for the Padres, right? And him just staying healthy will be huge because of the questions of the depth at the back end of the rotation right now, right? Um, Drew says we are blessed to have Seidler, the true MVP. That said, Mr. Seidler, let's make this happen. Soto, five hundred million for fifteen years. Machado 270 for nine years on top of the one year he has left. Um, So that, well, what age would that take? Would that take Machado through age 40? I think it would. Nine years for 270. So that's like the 10 for 300 that I said earlier, but just not 10 years. Say nine for 270, the same AAV, same average annual value. I don't know. I don't know if Machado's okay with nine years and not getting to 10. I don't know if he wants to play till age 42, 43. He said that, but does he really want to do that? Um, We'll see. I I think he wants another 10 years in this next contract uh, after 2023. So not including 2023, just give him another 10 for 300 and he gets 450 combined with the Padres the first five years. I don't know if it's spread evenly, but I'm just spreading it 150 for the first five of this 300 million dollar contract because it's 150 for the last five. If he opts in, he's not going to, but I'm just saying that's what it would be, and then give him 300 for the the next ten years, the last ten years of 15. I think that's a good bla- I think that's a good place to start. Uh, I was about to say Blaze. Good place to start, uh, and then Soto 500 mil for 15. I don't know if that gets it done right now because I think Soto and Boris, they want to see what Otani gets and then ask for more than that when their free agency comes around or in their next extension talks with the Padres, their next meeting after Otani signs. I, I, I would be surprised if Soto signs an extension before Otani signs in free agency next offseason. Because I think they're going to try to get that price tag up as high as they can. And what if Otani gets higher than what people think he's going to get? Then that will allow Boris to say, well, look what Otani got. Soto's younger. Give him more than what you expect to offer him. Maybe they use Otani as leverage. I would think that they do, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm i optimistic that a Manny extension will get done at some point in 2023. Okay, get into my question here about FanFest, what are you most excited for about FanFest? Devin says, very excited in general, everything, I guess. Yeah, amen. I don't know what my plans are, but I'm going to get there early. Um, I don't know if I feel like standing in line for autographs and stuff because it's going to be packed, you know, probably 100,000 people there. But uh, there's going to be plenty to do, a lot to do, so we'll see. I'm planning on being there all day. So if you run into me, definitely say hi. Love talking Padres with you guys. Trashcan101 says he's looking forward to seeing Tim Hill. Jonathan asks, who, is, who else is going to FanFest this Saturday? A lot of people. A lot of people. Devin with the question, do you have any breakout players this season? On the Padres, um, I have not thought about that. So just giving an answer just off the top of my head. I hope that Trent Grisham breaks out or maybe just has a bounce back here. I'll say that. I hope Soto has a Juan Soto great year. Um, I hope that Nick Martinez breaks out, if that makes sense, like him working as a starting pitcher. I hope that happens. I hope Drew Pomerantz stays healthy. I hope Camposano breaks out. There's a guy. I hope Camposano breaks out if he gets consistent playing time at some point this year, because I want to see something out of him. I want to see what this guy can be as the starting catcher if he gets that chance. Um. So yeah, that would be my answers to that. Not looking through the whole roster, but those are just guys that stand out to me. I'd like to see Seth Lugo work in the rotation, but if he doesn't, um, I know what he can be in the bullpen, and that's an impact reliever, like a 7, 8, sometimes ninth inning reliever. There, there's plenty of arms in that bullpen, but I'm just saying that's what he's done in the past with the Mets. Uh, SDSU man one says, "All hail sidler an owner truly committed to winning a championship, and will do whatever it takes to put a championship-caliber team on the field, something we never had as Chargers fans." Yep, totally agree. Definitely not a Chargers fan. I'm a, I'm a fan of well the Vikings because I have fans uh, family, excuse me, in Minnesota, and I'm also a fan of anyone that's playing the uh, the Chargers, excuse me. I hate the Chargers, but this is a Padres show, so getting back to the Padres, I agree. All hail Sidler, owner who's truly committed to the city of San Diego. Uh, there was a story about him being like the person of the year or something like that in the Union Tribune earlier this offseason, about him taking like midnight walks and really caring about the homeless, uh, getting that fixed. Um, so yeah, he's just a great human being overall is what it seems like uh trash can 101 says you look like jake Cronoworth. do you think chronoworth Cronenworth will take a step forward and become a stud well i have had people say that i look i look like jake chronoworth and when i met him last year uh before one of the games i got a lot of you look like his brother um i, I got when will was here i got a lot of that too like i look like will myers When I had longer hair, there were some people saying that I looked like Paddock and was Paddock's brother. There was someone at a game that I was at, Paddock's start against the Mets 2019, where he like owned Pete Alonso, struck out like 12 guys. He beat Jacob DeGrom in that start. The real Padres fans know about this. This was when Paddock was like pitching really well. Uh, Rookie year, beginning of it. I think it was in April, maybe May. I think April. And there was a fan sitting behind me in right field that had, like, he, he tapped me on the shoulder, I think, and said, are you Chris Paddock's brother? And I'm like, I wish, at that time, um, he's in Minnesota, I wish him well in Minnesota. I didn't like the comment that he made about the Padres uniforms, but, I mean, he can't, I guess people have their opinions. How can you not like the brown and gold uniforms, you know? I know he was just trying to appeal himself to the Twins fans, so Twins have great uniforms, blah, 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 but you didn't have to say that about the Padres uniforms. I love the Padres unis. And about Jake, do you think Cronoworth will take a step forward and become a stud? I think he already is a stud. So do you mean by a step forward, like him being a MVP candidate? I don't think he'll be that because there's just so many great players in the National League, and the guys that will get the MVP consideration on the Padres are the guys hitting in front of him in the lineup. Manny, Soto, Tatis, Bogarts probably before Like Those are just bigger names. So they're going to get more consideration, I think, than Jake Uh, Do you mean by taking a step forward and become a stud, like being a top 10 first baseman in baseball? He wasn't that according to MLB Network earlier this offseason? Maybe. Uh, I I could see that, yeah. Because I don't don't think a lot of people consider Jake as a first baseman going into this season. Uh, But he is going to, at least as of now, he's going to be the first baseman, the starting first baseman. With Kim at second, Bogey at short, Manny at third. So, um, I think he will take a step forward like defensively at first base if that makes sense. I think he'll have better numbers than last year. I think at some point last year he had the worst batting average at home in Major League Baseball like among anyone. Like he was good on the road, but he like sucked at home batting average wise. With guys um in front of him, I think he's going to get a lot of pitchers walking those guys, not giving them good pitches to hit and going after Jake. And so I think that will work to Jake's benefit. So yeah. I do think, uh, I, I'm i predicting that his numbers will be better this year, if that makes sense. Uh, Mike with the question, who do you think will lead the team in home runs and RBIs this year? Manny would be the obvious choice with Soto and Tatis hitting in front of him, who is second. Yeah, so Soto is not a big home run hitter. I don't think he's hit, he's hit 30 home runs once in his career. 2019, the year the Nationals won the World Series. He hit 34 home runs that year, but 2021, 29 home runs, 2022, 27. I do think he's going to have a better year, but I don't think he's a guaranteed to even hit 30 home runs this year. Um, I think it's not a bold prediction to make that prediction that he will, but it's not a guarantee. I think Manny, yes, that's the, the obvious choice. Two, I would say probably... Tatis over Soto? I mean, Tatis, he was playing with one arm 2021. 20, he admitted that and hit 42 home runs. I know he's not going to play automatically 162 games. He's going to play 140 like at the most, right? Um, and they're going to give him some off days, but this is the first year in a while that he's been fully healthy playing Major League Baseball, or at least that he's going to be, at least as of now. So um, I could see him hitting over 30 home runs and hitting more home runs than Soto, even if it's not in 150 games, because that's not going to be. Let's say it's 130 games. Well, he played like 130 games in 2021, and he hit 40-plus home runs, led the National League in home runs. So, yeah, I would say Manny, Tatis, Soto, and then Bogarts among those four players. Uh, ben, are you going to any spring training games? I don't know yet. I have not decided, or at least my family has not decided. Trashcan101, do you think Profar is coming back to San Diego? I do not, because I think you'll get some, some team's going to pay him, right? Some team will give him a bigger contract than what the Padres would give him, which Are they willing to go over the luxury tax, or going over, they've already went over the luxury tax, but are they willing to go over that 273 threshold number for Profar? I don't know. Uh, Devin here, what do you think, or who do you think the Padres' rivals would be? Would be? I mean, they're already rivals right now with the Dodgers. Dodger fans might not want to say that. So a lot of Dodgers fans, I think, have already admitted that it is a rivalry. They finally conceded that, like, yep, it's a rivalry. But some just continue to be in denial. Oh, we've won the division the last every year for like the last decade, and yeah, that's true. But come on, how can you deny that this is not a rivalry now? You know, the Padres beat you in the postseason, right? They arguably have a better team than you. L.A., San Diego, the proximity, Dodger fans going to Petco. More Padres fans, I think, are going to Dodger Stadium nowadays. Like The Sunday night baseball games, a lot of Dodger-Padres games are on Sunday night baseball. It seems like every year now they increase the number of those. It's the best rivalry in baseball probably right now. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's like one of the NL East rivalries, Mets-Phillies or Mets-Braves or Phillies-Braves because those are going to be really good teams this year um Yankees Red Sox just doesn't really I'm, I'm I'm a baseball fan so I love Yankees Red Sox but the casual fan it just it's not really a great it just doesn't stand out as a great rivalry anymore I don't think like the Yankees are doing their thing like they they're filling up their side of the bargain right they're holding up their end but the Red Sox it doesn't seem like there's as men, there's as much interest in that side of going all in winning a world series like when they were both going all in that's a real rivalry, right? But there's just not as juice to that, I don't think anymore. uh Maybe it's because the players on both teams they don't it doesn't seem like they hate each other as much as they did back you know, when I was really young. Uh, I think Padre's Dodgers I think Padre's Dodgers is the rivalry where, yeah, the Padres players they don't like the Dodgers, like Manny does not like the Dodgers, and Dodgers players, they probably don't like the Padres anymore. Like they were fine with them when they were smacking them around, but they don't like them anymore. I wouldn't think. Uh, Freddie Freeman. I mean, did you see his comments? I think he's admitted to that, right? I mean, he was he was talking about the other day talking to the media about how the Dodgers still they're the kings of the NL West. The division is ours until we lose it, right? I think that's something he he said something to that effect, and. He's right, but it's like, come on. You realize that you just lost when it matters the most to a division rival? You can say, okay, the regular season division is yours, but the Padres, they're right there. It's not far and away, oh, the Dodgers division, is it's theirs. No, the Padres are right there with you. And then other rivals, I mean, the Mets, that, that seems like it's building based off of last year's wildcard series. Phillies, maybe, but there wasn't, like, hate there between the Padres and the Phillies. You know? So, we'll see. Where where the Mets fans probably don't like Musgrove because they still think he cheated. They're like Brian Kenny and think that he cheated, even though there's, there's no concrete evidence that he cheated. They're still going to say that. They were chanting that during the game in Game 3. Uh, and us Padres fans, we don't like Buck Showalter, right, because he was checking Musgrove's balls in the first inning, the balls he was throwing, (laughs) and then he went out there and had the umpires check his ears and check his whole body, essentially, you know? So, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Mets. So that would probably be the second one. Padres Giants, maybe there's a rivalry there, but they're not as good of a team as the Mets and the Dodgers are, you know? Uh, Colton with a question: Will you be at Fan Fest? Yes, I, I will be at Fan Fest pretty much all day. That, that's my plan. Devin, do you like Jazz Chisholm as the MLB the show video game cover? I'm fine with it. I think I would have went with like Julio Rodriguez if they were going to go with this young player like that. Uh, just going with the Miami Marlin, I don't think that's the best choice, but I'm fine with it. I mean. Baseball fans that are playing this video game, MLB The Show, they know who Jazz Chisholm is. At least they should. He's a really good player. Um, Talented player. I know he dealt with injuries last year. He didn't play in the All-Star game. But baseball fans know who this is. So, Um, yeah, you could say that they could have went with a better pick. But I'm fine with that pick. The MLB The Show cover, it's not always about who's the best player in the league. It's about... Who's you know this young player with that appeals to the younger audience, those that play video games? I don't play video games, but who is who is the best guy to appeal to my age or 24 year olds you know people that still play video games? Um, I'm not 24, by the way, but I'm just saying like that range of people who, who what player is going to appeal to them and get them excited about this game, right um and Jazz jazz works, I think. He's one of those players that has a personality. Like, putting Paul Goldschmidt on there doesn't make sense. Right? All right. Talking Friars, episode 330. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll be at FanFest on Saturday. Hopefully I see a lot of you guys there. It's going to be packed. It's going to be a great day. Covered a lot here. Lugo, Tatis, Manny, Soto, Preller his comments to Buster only um thank you everyone for tuning in here on this thursday night go padres have a great rest of your night or a great friday or saturday whenever you're listening or watching this see ya